This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is Matthew Cruz with the Comstock Report. The best thing to be said about USDA reports today is that they are out of the way without leaving any carnage in their wake. USDA uncertainty has been reduced, but other uncertainties continue unfolding. Starting with corn, the USDA left the 2021 corn yield unchanged at 177 bushels per acre. They had a lot of harvest data for their last yield estimate, so had it nailed down. They did surprisingly increase harvested corn acres by 214,000, which subsequently added slightly to production. USDA increased the corn carryover projection by 47 million bushels to 1.54 billion bushels. They increased the ethanol crush by 75 million bushels while reducing exports by 75 million bushels, so the increase in harvested acres drove the increase in carryover. USDA came in just 45 million bushels above the trade estimate for quarterly corn stocks at 11.647 billion bushels. These were all modest adjustments to USDA corn statistics. USDA left their average farm gate price for corn unchanged at 5.45 bushels. There was no incentive to sell for lower cash prices in today's reports. Seasonal strength would be expected to continue. USDA reduced their estimate of Brazilian corn production by 3 million metric tons to 115 million metric tons and tweaked their Argentine corn production estimate by only half a million tons to 54 million metric tons. All these estimates are is trendsetters. Most think that much more damage has been done to South American production than what we also know that USDA doesn't forecast this production. Their estimates lag following confirmed losses. It is a bit difficult to reconcile USDA forecasting 75 million bushel lower exports with first crop Brazil corn production severely reduced by the drought. A lot hinges on second crop Brazilian corn production. USDA increased the 2021 soybean yield by 0.2 bushels to 51.4 bushels per acre. They also reduced harvested soybean acreage by 115,000 acres. That netted a small 10 million bushel increase in 2021 production, which added a like amount to the projected carryover of 350 million bushels. They left export and crush estimates unchanged from December. They did increase their projection for the average farm gate price by 50 cents a bushel to 12.60. They estimate quarterly soybean stocks to be 3.149 billion bushels, just 20 million bushels higher than the trade estimate. USDA did not add any significant cushion to corn-soybean balance sheets to allow for any reduction in 2022 acres. USDA reduced their estimate of Brazilian soybean production by 5 million metric tons to 139 million metric tons and cut their Argentine soybean production estimate by 3 million metric tons to 46.5 million metric tons. USDA makes incremental changes and we have every reason to believe that additional cuts will be forthcoming in the future to South American corn-soybean production from the impactful La Nina. The trend continues higher. USDA says that winter wheat planted acreage was up 749 million from the previous year, putting it 142,000 above the average trade estimate. Wind, fire, and drought will impact harvested wheat acreage. Usage is good as wheat stocks of 1.39 billion bushels were 31 million below the average trade estimate. Yet USDA increased U.S. ending stocks by 30 million bushels to 628 million. 
They also increased the average farm gate price for wheat a dime to 7.15. The wheat complex has had a significant correction and the epicenter of drought on the NOAA monitor is focused on the Southern Plains wheat. The year-over-year CPI in December was reported to be up 7% overall, but holds many nuances for geographical and commodity differences. The inflation rate in Atlanta is 10%, and the inflation rate for meat and poultry was 12.5%. As I have previously pointed out, it is wage and price inflation. Higher wages are seen as good, but it becomes a contest between wages and cost of living in an upward spiral. Strikes become more plentiful as workers who can use leverage for higher wage demands. There are some grocery store shelves that are empty to which consumers respond by stocking pantries when goods become available, which inflates additional demand. Inflation, or deflation for that matter, becomes a mindset. Consumers buy goods today fearing higher prices and less availability of products tomorrow. This was the highest inflation rate in over 40 years, which was a throwback to the inflation of the 1980s. Then Fed Chairman Paul Volcker took severe measures with monetary policy, producing sharply higher interest rates to take down the rate of inflation and break inflation mentality in the early 1980s. He was dealing with ingrained inflation. The current inflation is event-driven by the pandemic and is not yet deeply ingrained. Jerome Powell will try to nip it in the bud without the dire consequences of the last deflation. Good luck. There are many characteristics about current inflation fundamentals that differ from the 1980s one of which is that this inflation is not yet leveraged with debt. The Fed appears to be responding by reversing monetary policy while telling Washington that no more fiscal stimulus is needed until inflation cools. Given 7% inflation, real interest rates remain deeply negative. You are listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, visit us online at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1111. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.